0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. It is episode 104, I think. Pretty sure it's 104. It's Mike and Joe and Craig and Ibby. We are all here. Ibby isn't back yet at the moment of this, so he doesn't know that we started. So let's see how that goes. Can you imagine? We're just mid-sentence and he just screams, All right, guys, I'm back. Let's do this. (laughs) I'm
1: done pooping.
0: Yep. Um, uh, well, we will find out. We will find out. With that being said, though, we are recording on Tuesday, March 30th at around 3 p.m. That's a decent amount of news. But before we get into that, Joe, how are you doing on this 70 degree afternoon in the Midwest? I had a meal
1: outside today. It was great. I kind of lost track of time. We were supposed to record a little while ago, and I completely forgot. Well, not forgot, but I lost track of time. I'm like, oh, shoot. I got an application at 2 o'clock,
0: and I was late. That's eh, okay. It, it, we, both, we both didn't work today, so we had enough time to kind of relax, because you and me really, really, in reality, we're talking about Pokemon. We're playing Pokemon, but truthfully, we all just want to go play Monster Hunter Rise.
1: Yeah, right. Well, well, like it's like a different kind of Pokemon for me.
0: It is. Instead of catching the Pokemon, you just beat them with a giant stick or a giant sword or a giant gun. Or horn. Or a horn, which is kind of just like a giant stick, honestly. But do you
1: know what the Sunday is, besides Easter? What is Sunday? Two-year anniversary, I think, right? Two years of us?
0: <laughs> it's the two-year anniversary, I think.
1: It's, an, it's the anniversary, I just don't know. Just, I think this is year two.
0: It is year two. I mean, if we're on episode 104, it would have to be year two. But I can't. Let me go back and look. Because 104 would technically mean two years already. But you and me are just so terrible at actually looking at these things and actually paying attention to these things. Well, that,
1: you know. I, I know because it was the day before my birthday a couple there years you ago. Go. Well, actually, enough.
0: this is episode 105.
1: We we got kind of off track. Ah, whatever. It's... No,
0: remember this. Hold on, hold on. We did this the, last year, though. Do you remember the, we, we got off track? Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but there was one episode or two that we well, just didn't it, mark.
1: No, it was the intro podcast thing. They said we're going to do a podcast about Pokemon cards, and that
0: counted as an episode. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, I mean, honestly, truthfully, this week is probably as close to it as we can. Because Ibby just messaged us a message, so he is back. Um,
1: He's done pooping.
0: He's he's done. And he said, yeah, April April 5th. So technically, this episode is the closest to the two-year.
1: We posted on April 5th. We did it on April 4th.
0: That's true. So you know what? Let's just pretend that next week is the first episode of the two-year. Because you and I are terrible. It's, honestly, we're so focused, especially with this year, man. It's so I, hard to I, just like, yeah, remember that.
1: but I expect flowers, I expect dinner. I expect to be taken out for me. No, for me. It's anniversary.
0: I don't know how Craig's going to handle all that. Craig might break. Craig might I don't think he has enough money to pay for our meals. We could look into our podcast, our lucrative our, our lucrative podcast account. But and we I can we could go get like a hot and ready, maybe. We can go get a hot and ready if we're lucky. And then we'll go eat some food and celebrate. So yeah, we're getting close to our two year. Thank you for pointing that out. Again, honestly, with the year of COVID, you joke with everybody. And I'm sure listeners, you've joked with people too. You just kind of lose track of everything. Like, oh, it's time for this. And you're like, wait, what? It's Thursday? Oh, last Tuesday you said this. Wait, it's when? Like no one. Can you keep track of days at all at this point? No,
1: like it, it goes by fast and goes by slow. I had my teeth done on like a month ago, or two ago, like from a dentist and he's like, "I can't believe how fast this year went." I was like, "What year are you looking at?"
0: Yeah, it feels like it went forever, but now that we're back uh, I'm going to say that lately. Now that we're getting back to doing more things, it's definitely sped up a tad. Yeah. But we're over a year since all this started and and luckily we're kind of Slowly approaching the end of the tunnel, but yeah, two years, man. We survived an entire year with no events, entire year of the podcast where there were no events, no, no updates to PTCGO, no, a, a lot of stuff. We weren't able yeah. to play at our locals. We weren't able to be around our community that supports uh, and, and plays with us. All of that stuff we just weren't able to have.
1: Like when I picked up Battle Styles pre-release stuff, that was the first time I
0: saw elite people like in a year. Seriously, and it's kind of like, wow, we we recorded an episode every single week because we still have not missed a week. Two years have not missed a week through all of this. So you know, pat's on the back for us because at the end of the day, this is a passion project. We always talk about that. At the end of the day, when we decide that we don't want to do this, we just won't do it. But as of now, we look forward to it. We complete it every single week, um, and. I don't think we have any intention of slowing down. So on to your three soon. Other than that, you doing okay? Yeah, I feel okay. I My neck and shoulder hurts a little bit, but I could probably stop weird or do something weird at work, but whatever, yeah, we're here to, to talk about Pokemon Pokemon. cards. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing concerning around Pokemon cards. Today on the agenda, we have a couple things to talk about. We are going to follow up with the next Hegster Battle Styles tournament, kind of. Give a quick update on on if anything in the meta has changed. In terms of the people that competed in the event, it was still very similar to the 200-ish people. So it's a small sample size, but it is a sample size nonetheless. We have some new cards from the Calrec sets that are coming out later on this spring. And then we'll be out of here. Let's start, though, with the tournament Last week, we talked about the first Battle Styles event. Uh, according to Limitless's site, it had about 200 people. We wanted to take one that had a sizable chunk. And Rapid Strike Urshifu was a talking point. Dragapult was a talking point. And looking at this week's event, things have kind of shaken up a little bit more. Winning this event, we actually had Lucario Mel uh, at 10 0 2. I think decks like that can just kind of come around and perform really well if 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 they're if they're able to and, and Zamazenta V is a really really good tech because it prevents all damage done by V-maxes and can discard special energy and right now in the battle styles format where you're predicting to see Urshifu's, Urshifu V-max, Dragapult V-max, Victini V-max Zamazenta is just a very very strong option would you say Yeah, and I'm looking at the winning list too. It's
1: very straightforward. Extremely straightforward.
0: Oh yeah, tons of four ofs. Two Lucario, Mel Metals, two Zamazentas, four Zacians, eight Pokemon, a bunch of trainers, and all those trainers are pretty much four counts except for like doll a Tool Scrapper. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward, and because you have access to things like Metal Goggles, still you can deny those damage counters. You have coating, Metal Energy to get rid of weakness. It's it's a pretty straightforward list. It's not the most interactive thing on the planet, but it's still pretty good. In second place, we had Peak around. This is another list that really didn't change. I looked at it, wanted to see if it played any new Top of Cocos, anything like that. Nothing has changed in that sense. It's pretty straightforward. In third place, we had a Decidueye. Decidui was basically just played with Decidueye. Urshifu Rapid Strike rounded out the top four in fourth plays at 8, 2, and 1. And then throughout the top eight, we had another Luke Metal, we had a Blacephalon. we had an ADP Zacian, and a Dragapult. The only noticeable thing that I can see from this event is that we did see a little bit more Victini VMAX. Victini VMAX did show up, got 11th, got 16th, got 17th, uh, got 23rd. And some of them were Firebox decks with Heatran, with Reshazard, we saw one that had Mewtwo that played with Espion Deoxys and Greninja and Vileplume. There, there's tons of combinations. At the end of the day, it seems that Victini Vmax pairs really, really well just with other cards. And we talked about this when we tested it, Joe. Victini Vmax is a card that while it's really, really good in its in its niche environment, it does lack in a lot of places, like single prizers, like tag teams and the surrounding cards probably help it out a lot. It's a lot of two prize, three prize cards, but it is still like a toolbox deck.
1: Yeah, maybe the future partner for me might be Santa Scorch.
0: It'd be interesting to see because Santa Scorch would be interesting too and I'm really hesitant to put multiple three prize cards in a deck, but at the end of the day, it's not really that different than just putting in a 4-4 of one VMAX set. You know, if you do a three-three and a two-two, I mean, or a three-three to three-three for that matter, I guess the difference isn't really that huge. You're still going to use the same pieces. Other notable lists, we did finally see a Tyranitar Houndoom list. This list went six and two. It's pretty straightforward, just played a four-four Houndoom line, three Tyranitar V's. There's definitely some Eternatus cards scattered about. Other
1: Bronze than on, that, Bronzong
0: Corviknight. Where was Bronzong Corviknight? 35. You'll see the, the doll there. I think it's just a box. Oh, no. I think
1: it's a symbol for box now.
0: It is a symbol for box. So, yeah. Bronzong, I mean, we talked about that. We won't harp on that for very long. It will be interesting to see where Bronzong gets taken. You know, again, I think people are still kind of nervous about testing a lot of things with it. That being said, though, once we get into official play, Although we're not having worlds, once we start having events, I would not be surprised if people start to really, really test with control and brown and see how that functions. Anything else from the list? I mean, we pretty much went through most of it, but nothing, yeah. nothing was too surprising on my end.
1: A couple tea parties scattered. Do you still have a turnus around? Uh, more baby than I thought. I see one or two toga V maxes. But in all, I'm actually a lot happier about this current meta, to be honest with you. Why is that? I'm, I'm, I'm just happier to see a little more diversity, in my opinion. I think this is more diverse than what we had before. Diverse, and I'm saying, like, there's different types of type of deck styles. Right?
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: Like, there's some there's something for everybody here to play. Yeah. And, well, like, and... be, be, like, before this, I didn't feel like I had a place to something I wanted to play.
0: Well, that and the fact that, you know, last week we had our, our finishers and now we see a completely different top four, essentially.
1: Yeah, and that's good. And kind of nice to see that it just constantly just changes. I like yeah. I kind of like it. I would agree. People would hate agree. it. Like that was the thing people hated for a while. when, like I think Buzzball went away and people was like, what's the meta? We don't know the meta. People hated it. I loved it. It was like mass chaos in, in the meta form. because, like you pick something. It's like, oh, shoot, I didn't think about that. That's pretty interesting. And then, like, someone plays that, and the next week something completely different happens. I love when the meta is in chaos because no one can predict it, so you can bring anything you want to.
0: Yeah, you can get away with things. And that's something that in a normal meta you just can't do, when it gets too saturated. Yeah, we'll have to see how it develops. Again, Battle Styles has kind of reinvigorated a lot of players, it seems, at least an hour circle. So I'm hoping to see it kind of evolve as time goes on. Obviously. Surprisingly, Rapid Strike Urshifu ended up being the more prevalent version. I'm not ruling out Single Strike just yet because damage is damage is damage. But we'll see how that develops. Moving on, we have some new cards for you. And man, oh man, are these some cards. These are these are definitely cards worth having discussions over. We got nine cards revealed at ja- uh, Japan's Champion League Tournament. This was an event that it was rumored that we possibly could see V Union get revealed. That did not end up happening. I do think we will get it within the month of April. But we got nine cards from Silver Lance and Jet Black Spirit. These are the sets that will be part of our Chilling Rain set in June. We got both Calrexes, we got their Maxes, and then we got some Trainer cards. And everything, I would I would argue to say almost everything on this list is worth its own discussion. Oh, absolutely! Like, there's a there's a lot of
1: cards not being revealed. We'll go over them in a second, but they each week we make a discussion out of something, right? We have cards that come out, and it's like, yeah, I can see this, I can see that happening. This is like, okay, these are meta-defining,
0: meta-shaping reveals. Yeah, and you once we start talking about them, you will see exactly why that is the case. First up, we have Ice Rider Calrex and Calrex VMAX. Ice Rider Calrex V is a water type with 210 HP. For one water, pierce for 40 damage. For two water and a colorless Glacial Lance. 200 damage, discard two energies from this Pokemon. It's weak to metal as it's an ice type and has a retreat of two. Ice Rider Calrex VMAX is a 320 HP V Max Pokemon for two colorless Emperor Ride. 10 damage plus 30 for each of your opponent's benched Pokemon. So two colorless, you're looking at potentially 160 damage. Pretty decent. For two water energy, max lance, 10 damage. You may discard up to two energy cards from this Pokemon. If you do, this attack does 120 more damage for each energy card discarded in this way. Weak to metal, retreat of two. So Calrex, Ice Rider... It's basic form for 3 energy, 200 damage. Again, we see that that's kind of the, not the expectation, but nothing too shocking. And then for VMAX, for a total of 2 energy, similar to Victini, you're looking at a situation where you can hit for a decent amount. 2 energy for 250 is a pretty high number. And with the water
1: support that you have, like uh, the Frost Moth, you can put that right back on there, not a big deal. Uh, and there's also supporting cards to go with that. I don't know if you want to go straight
0: into that supporter, honestly. Yeah, I can go into that one. The The card that this pairs well with is a supporter called Melanie. Uh, Melanie is the ice-type gym leader from Sword and Shield. It is a supporter that states, attach a water energy from your discard pile to one of your Pokémon V, then draw three cards. So you're kind of looking at a reimagined welder? With a little you know, more and- stipulations, yeah. Yeah, it's not quite, but it still gives you that same advantage. It's a fair welder, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, it, and, and you don't have to put it into your hand, right? Discard pile means that mid-game, late-game, it might even be a stronger card. And with Calrider VMAX, or Calrex Ice Rider VMAX, I should say, you attach two, discard two for 250 and then next turn you can just attach two again, if you have a melanie in hand and then another basic water energy. Yep. With Melanie and Ice Rider v Vmax, is this as strong if not stronger than what Victini does? Cuz those are two very similar cards in terms of build, energy cost, damage output. I would argue to say this is a much better card. But that's only because it can be applied. It, it, it determines its own damage output, where Victini's output is determined by your opponent.
1: Yeah. Because uh, for that specific reason, because we had the same situation that we're saying, like, well, if we are playing one prize, you're playing Victini V. It just kind of feels bad. Where here, you can still do that. You can discard one and hit, knock out one for 130, right? You don't have to do two. because you may. Up to. Right right and if their bench is full you don't have to do max lance either you can still hit for 160 assuming yeah bench
0: is full. It, it's a pretty i mean and not even not even just full at 160 i mean you're also talking about a meta where MP, or uh Eternatus v vmax exists. so if you're playing a turn this which is not that uncrazy like it's not uncommon you're gonna play a turn this If they stack out their bench, you're not hitting for 250 already for just the colorless energy costs without any discarding. So Calrex is a pretty decent card. Ice Rider Calrex, 320 HP water type. This is a very, very solid VMAX. Um, I would argue just to say that it's just straight up good because of the damage output and its energy cost. With Melanie in format as well, this puts water at a pretty cool spot because you're still going to have Frostmoth. You're still going to have a Bucket. Now you have Melanie. There's plenty of water support to go around for a card like this. Anything else on Ice Rider? No, I, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's a pretty decent card. And we and can kind of lead us into its counterpart, Shadow Rider Calrex. Shadow Rider Calrex V is a 210 Psychic-type basic for one Psychic Energy, Shadow Mist. 10 damage. Your opponent cannot play any special energy cards or stadiums from their hand during their next turn. For three colorless, Astral Barrage. Put five damage counters on two of your opponent's Pokemon. Tweak to dark, resist fighting, retreat of two. So you're looking at kind of a damage counter based card that also sort of denies very much along the lines of what psychic cards have been doing recently.
1: Very controlling.
0: Oh yeah. It's VMAX. 320 HP Vmax Pokemon, has the ability Hellgate. Once during your turn, you may attach a Psychic Energy card from your hand to one of your benched Psychic Pokemon. Then draw two cards. For three wow. colorless, Max Geist, 10 damage plus 30 for each Psychic Energy attached to your Pokemon in play. Weak to Dark, Resistance of Fighting, Retreat at two. Obviously, Hellgate is a super strong ability. You attach one from hand, and you draw two. And we know how Welder is. We just talked about Melanie. This ability to accelerate energy and draw two is pretty awesome. The The coolest part about this, and I guess we don't know the full answer yet, is do you think we're going to be capped at one Hellgate per turn?
1: As of right now, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, I also don't know Japanese either. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn. but. Based based on my limited knowledge of Japanese, I I don't understand what's in the card. Yeah, I see it, a two, I see a psychic eye, I see a it. ten plus, I see a V Max on the card.
0: You do see a V Max, but honestly, it's
1: HP three twenty. This
0: I feel like it can stack. Yeah, and if it can stack, we're in a totally different situation. Shadow Rider Calrex V Max is a very, 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 very strong card. Uh, I mean, you think back to Malamar, you think back to, obviously, Zoroark GX, which this card has a lot of similarities with. The ability to accelerate energy and draw and stack it with another Calrex, and then its attack does 30 more for each Psychic in play? This is... is, I'm really glad they made it 3 energy. That's what I'm going to say
1: yeah, if this but, thing
0: was a two energy cost, we would be in some big trouble,
1: but like we we have things to combat it. So, like, even though we
0: have
1: this coming out, they did create a check for it.
0: They did. They did. but but, in a nutshell, this is probably the strongest ability we've seen on a vmax, correct? Hands down, I mean, it's acceleration and it's draw power. And it's a colorless cost for an attack. So Calrex VMAX in the Shadow Rider form is pretty pretty close to a 5 out of 5 card as you can find. Again, I don't think it's broken because it doesn't have a 3 energy cost. If they made this thing 2 energy like its water type counterpart, we would be in huge trouble. Because 2 colorless with the ability, like obviously you can use the ability twice and still attack with this, but Two energy to three energy is a world's worth of difference. I think that if the thing had a three energy cost, we'd we'd be in trouble. Absolutely. The card that you're talking about also got revealed in this set. It is a stadium. We finally got ability lock. Or, I guess, ability lock for the big boys. Path to Peak is a stadium card that just states simply, each player's Pokemon in play with a rule box have no abilities. So... Your GXs, your Vs, your VMAX, your EX, if you're an Expanded, this stadium gets put down and says, you're done. All abilities, gone. And I like that this is a trainer. I like that this is a stadium and not a Pokemon, because we do have ways to combat it. We have a lot of ways to combat Path path to Peak. We have psychic marshadow we have a bunch of stadium removals and attacks we have chaotic swell we have stadium bumps i think this is a really balanced way to shut off abilities yep i mean because i think back to like Garbodor. garbador was tough although Garbodor had more conditions needed to succeed or like item lock in the past I feel like stadiums are so abundant now that this won't be as terrifying as it can be. That being said, though, it's kind of like, uh, what's the last? Power Plant, right? Yeah. And Power Plant was... Just GXs and Xs. Yeah, but Power Plant was played, right? Power Plant was around. And, and granted, we had Chaotix well after Power Plant. There's still a big world in which this card gets played a lot. Um, especially in single prize decks. I think it's an instant discussion. Probably at least a one-of.
1: Now, would you consider... Do we still have Stadium Nav in in format?
0: I think we talked about this before, and I don't think... Let me look. I don't think we do, though.
1: Anyway, there's some way to pull stadiums out out of the deck at
0: some point, right? It's Unified Minds, so it is in format.
1: So it's in format. What's going to prevent somebody hopefully like either go first and your your plan is to path to peak so your opponent locks out their uh, Crobat V's and their Dedenny GX's and they're kind of stuck. Um, or, or vice versa. If you're a person just draw a pass and wait for the next thing to come up, path to peak and it could really also be potentially pretty dangerous.
0: It can in combination with a card like Marnie. Right, if you go second,
1: uh,
0: I mean, you can't support her on the first turn, so that helps it from becoming too strong. Because if you could turn one stadium Marnie, then it would be a huge problem. Yeah. But because you have to go second, I guess the scariest, I feel like the scariest situation for Path to Peak really is of Marnie and then Path to Peak. You know, basically saying those four cards in your hand have to save you. And there really isn't a way to search for a supporter to get you out of it, except for poker gear.
1: yeah. so I, I guess it really depends how toxic uh, it can be. We'll We'll see what happens with it.
0: But I don't I don't think this card would be toxic. I really don't because I don't think there's many abilities with rulebox cards. I mean, obviously, you have Dedena, you have crowbat, but nobody would have that ability if this card hits the field. right? Yeah. So I guess another problem would be, you go first, you pass the peak, you Crobat, you Dedenne, and then you put down the stadium. Yeah. Right? That's like an ideal scenario. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, I I like the card. I think it's very strong. I'm glad we have some sort of way to check the big boys a little more, I like to get around the Zamazentas. To get around the Cal Radder, the Calrex Shadow Rider cards when they come out. This is also a pretty decent card for Expanded, because again, now you don't have to worry about Garbodor. It's just a straight up Stadium. That being said, though, this is a card that, depending on the Stadium bumping, depending on Chaotic Swell. Just cha- where is what? What side is Chaotic Swell from?
1: Uh, it's definitely the Tag Team Era.
0: Let's see right here. It came out in Cosmic Eclipse. So that will rotate. Yeah. So I guess the question for a card like this is how does it fend after rotation? How does past the peak impact things when there is less of a way to remove it from the field? But again, but stadium removal isn't something that's been that difficult over the years.
1: No, but your other thing is also to assume at that point, rotation-wise, the bending is going to be gone probably too.
0: That's right. You're right. We'll have to see where that card goes. Yep. Back to the Pokemon there was one other Pokemon revealed we did get a baby a basic version of Cresselia Cresselia is 120 HP psychic type for one psychic crescent growth search your deck for a psychic energy and attach it to one of your Pokemon if you go second on your first turn you may search you may attach up to 3 psychic energy to your Pokemon instead for two psychic photon laser 30 if you have more than 5 energy in play it does 90 more so two energy for 120 Got to retreat a one for some reason, because we know Pokemon doesn't make sense with retreat costs, but Cresselia is a pretty average card, yeah?
1: Um, it's a, people will always to try and consider doing a secondary baby card in their deck, that's always an option. Yeah,
0: it's a one retreat, you can always scoop up if you play other cards, you'll be scooping up anyway. Like, you're, you can probably play it with Calrex, VMAX, honestly yeah and it wouldn't okay, be terrible because no. it's just a one prize card
1: um but I can see like this being played um but with especially V vmax, I can see Al V vmax being a good partner with it too.
0: That's true. Al V vmax you don't think a lot about
1: like it's probably the now the vmax version of like nuzzle chew, right Hmm. it's not bad, yeah, like where you not nuzzle chew' not really the nuzzle part of it, but like you patch a right on all the on the Pikachu's because of the nuzzle.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, it only does one energy a turn, right?
1: Yeah, so did that.
0: But it didn't. No, no, no. Pachirisu did one energy per Pokemon with Nuzzle. Yeah. Or this one just does one energy.
1: The Ability does, but yes, the Cresselia will, but the Alcremie VMAX will put one in each bench Pokemon.
0: Yes, Alcremie VMAX does. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. Hmm. That's an interesting combination. The other card that I guess would be in tandem with us is we have Fog Crystal. Fog Crystal is a Psychic item card. It's a trainer card that states, search your deck for either a basic Psychic or a Psychic Energy. Reveal it. The last card we have on the list now is Old Cemetery. It's another Stadium card, and it states, whenever a player attaches an Energy from their hand of one of their Pokemon, excluding Psychic types, put two damage counters on that Pokemon. This card in general is Pretty average, and the thing that makes it interesting is the fact that it is required or not required, it has the exception of psychic types. So Dragapult, um, Baby Blacephalon, Shadow Rider Calrex. This card pairs specifically well with psychic types, but it also pairs well with the stuff that you talked about last week, Joe, with like Galarian Renaragus or Spirit Tomb. Does a card like this actually get played? I don't see why
1: not, because With those, you rely on damage counters to do specific things, right? With uh, Spirit Tomb, you do more damage based on your what you have on you. So instead of now doing your ability for one, you can have three off the bat. So you're doing at least 100 damage on turn one. That's pretty nasty.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad Uh, at all.
1: No, and then you can always move things around, so you can actually almost hit for full damage within one turn, almost if you have all the right card combination, having the the jinx and everything. Um, but those cards will probably be gone soon because of rotation wise, I would assume. Uh, so but we have that glaring Brennarius that played with the Don Fan. Uh, that could be a, a decent option to help accelerate a little bit. But I'm thinking maybe even having th- this stadium strangely enough as a secondary or having and Renergus and secondary attacker with uh cherim and tababulu because tababulu you hit 120 right or uh, 180 160 180 yeah 160 sorry 80 plus 80 Mm -hmm. yeah 160 my bad um and then those energies go away not a big deal. No matter what, now Bulu's getting one shot, but whatever anyways, so why not just throw the damage counters out there? And then yeah. if you're going to do that, and then Galarian Rear gives his two colors energy, and Cherim's stipulation is that you don't have to put it, you can put it anything that doesn't have a rule box to it. So if you want, you can actually add more to it if you want to, but this might be a decent partner to throw into Tapu Bulu and throw Galarian uh Ranaer, guess, because if you're doing 160 160 i can spread that with glean with 160 with full damage it can be pretty dangerous
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see a card like this again we've had dust island which did like status stuff we've had uh Galar mine which increased retreat costs and and this one talking about damage counters it's because it has the psychic exception I think this will be a card that gets played other than that though I guess, like you said, it could be played with baby prize cards that use damage counters to hit bigger numbers. I think Renaragus and Spiritomb are the first that come to mind. They might be the only, really, that come to mind, but it's going to have to be something that evolves as time goes on. That's the last card on our list, though. Looking back, are there any other points you want to make on any of the cards we talked about today? Uh, not
1: specifically. A lot of them have decent synergies available to them already and these enhance the current uh archetype for each deck. So I just like Urshifu Vmax's single strike and rapid strike. I'm ex- just as excited to see where this takes us cuz I think there's a lot of cool interactions here. Uh I guess we get to trade out some things eventually when when stuff goes on rotation. Uh, we're going to lose our mew mews and all their tag team stuff. So like I think there's some viable for people to help that gap once things do get rotated.
0: And we're really starting to look at that circle again of fighting Psychic Dark, because now we have the Urshifus, we have Shadow Rider Calrex, and then we have uh, Eternatus VMAX. So we're starting to approach that circle again, which every couple of years in Pokemon, it always circles back to this. These are always going to be the strongest types in the game, I think, especially because of the amount of typings that fall that fall under their umbrella i think just dark type holds a lot of cards psychic types holds a lot of cards and um fighting type obviously holds a lot of different types calrex urshifu eternatus maybe that's the me- the next trio coming at us in the meta question of the week is what do you think of the calrex cards do you think that calrex Vmax in its psychic form is going to be as powerful as we think it's going to be Or do you think cards like Ice Rider will prevail? Kind of like how Rapid Strike outdid Single, and we thought there was no way that Single would be outdone. With that said, thank you all so much for listening this week. We hope you enjoy playing Pokemon. Hope you enjoy spending time with your family and friends in a safe manner. And we will see you next time.